He's a blessing being unseasoned by the word today. We pray you get a blessing and something you hear from God today. Sister Kay Jones Burns is going to finish her testimony with part two this week of what God has done in her life and how God has answered prayers and how she's grown in the Lord and she will read Bible verses from Daniel chapter 10, verse 13 and Proverbs 3, 5 and 3, 6. And here she is. Thank you, Jason. Um, so last week I left off after my dad had passed away and I just had my second son uh, or my second child who was a, a boy and I named him John Robert after my dad and uh, things were really hard for a while. That was a very traumatic experience. It was very hard on me. And uh, But I, at the same time, I chose to seek God in that situation. I really turned to God with everything that I had. I mean, there were moments I felt like I couldn't breathe, you know, that I was hurting so bad. And I, I just really loved my dad. And I really missed him. And I really wondered why he got sick and why God didn't answer that prayer. But at the same time, I just really sought God and sought to get closer to him. I listened to a lot of sermons. I love to listen to people preach the Word of God. I read I read my Bible quite a bit. I just really was hungering for the things of God, you know, and, and at the same time, um, unfortunately, I didn't really have a church, a solid church home. I, uh, we had moved to a new house across the town, so we were at the same time searching for a church. So, you know, I was close to God, but I didn't have a, a fellow, you know, a body of believers that I could worship with. So that was hard on me too. I didn't really have anybody to turn to and support me. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, I had, I loved my husband dearly. We we had a great relationship, but he was not a believer and he was not a Christian. He didn't oppose me and didn't care that I was or, you know, or my commitment level, but he wasn't a Christian. So he wasn't out, um, you know, helping me look for a church or anything like that. I was kind of leading that process. I was going to different churches. Um, you know, either he would watch the kids while I went or, you know, he he would go with me on Sunday if I wanted to. But um, when we, we just kind of was visiting churches and looking around, but we really didn't have a church home. And um, at the same time, I'm really praying for him that he would give his life to God because we were starting, you know, I was starting to really want to serve God as a family, you know, and I would talk to him about it and he would listen, but, you know, just really was indifferent to it. And, you know, I thought, I really thought once that this happened to my dad and that he saw that, you know, death is real and that we have to uh, really you know, what happens to us after we die? I thought that those questions would be in his heart after that happened, and they weren't. And he really, you know, I prayed for him, and I think a lot of people prayed for him, but he still, you know, he didn't give his life to God. He was just kind of going through the motions with me of going to church. And, you know, that was really hard on me because I was trying to, to get this relationship with God and grow closer to Him Yet my husband wasn't all in that with me, and that really bothered me. I was, you know, kind of depressed about it and upset, and, you know, just crying out to God about it. Um, and then, you know, I think God was working things that I couldn't see to bring this about. Um, 
a year after my son was born, I found out I was pregnant with my third child. And um, that was a surprise to us. We had tried really hard to have my second child. And um, it taken us, you know, several years more than we thought. I had actually lost a child in that process. I was three months pregnant when I lost um, lost the baby. And so, you know, we just really didn't think that we would, you know, have another one that easy. But I was... I was super excited about it. I grew up in a family with two brothers, and so I thought three kids would be great, even though they were close together. So they ended up having a daughter, and she was 18 months um, difference between my son and my youngest, and um, and it was like God had restored us double. You know, we lost my dad, but we gained two beautiful kids since then in that process, and I really felt like it was God blessing us with another baby and I just loved it, but it was very hard. Uh, we live in a town with no family. Our closest family's an hour and a half away. And so I had a seven year old, uh, 18 month old and a new baby. And so that really was a trial for us. And I think that kind of was the process that God started working on, on Jason and, and moving in his life. Um, but, you know, I'd been praying for him for, at that point, eight or nine years. And I was almost to the point of giving up. And um, I think that's what happens with our prayers. Our, we expect the timing to be, we ask for it and it happens. But our timing is not God's timing. And, and a day, a thousand days, is, or I forget the verse, but it's, um, you know, our days and time is not the same for God's. And so... God's always working, even when we can't see it. And, and Jason mentioned Daniel um, chapter 10, verse 13, when Daniel was praying and interceding uh, to God, the angel comes to him and says, talks to Daniel, and he says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. And so we see that there's things going on in the unseen realm that we don't see when our prayers go up. You know, the the angel said, I tried to come the first day, but I was withheld by the, I guess, an evil spirit. And I, he didn't come until 21 days later. And so that verses like that in the Bible let us know that our our prayers go up and they're they're not unheard and they are not, you know, blocked. God hears our prayers, but he doesn't answer them immediately. And so with my husband, you know, I'd been praying for years for him to be saved and and I was almost to the point of giving up and I was at a very hard time in my life with two young kids, uh, th three kids, two young kids and I was Life was hard. I couldn't find a church home. We were trying to search for a church. So I really, you know, felt alone in my walk with God. And um, and my husband wasn't coming along with me. And I was starting to get really depressed about that. And so um, I just kind of was going into a state of depression. I was kind of ready to give up on um, not our relationship, but we were starting to grow apart because of it and because of the stress that I was going through. And um, oddly enough, out of the blue, um, 
my husband was offered a new job at a different place and he he took the job and it really pressured him and he was put under a lot of stress um, because it was a totally different place a lot high demands and so he was put under a lot of stress with this job and then um, at the same time a couple things happened where he was driving and hit a man on a bicycle he said the guy just came out of nowhere and the guy was threatening to sue him and just a lot of things were going on and he just came to his breaking point and i think i was at my breaking point and he said you know what i'm going to find us a church to go to cuz i'd kind of given up you know and i think he saw me at that point he said i'm i'm going to find us a church to go to and i'm like really he said yeah we need to find a church and i was like okay you know and so he went to a couple different churches um I don't know, various things happened, didn't work out, and God placed this, there There was a lady in our life who was the worship leader at a church in the next county, and we just said, you know, let's go try that one out, because our, our daughters were friends, so we went there, and we could just feel God's presence at this church, they were loving to us, it was the first church really we went to that they came up and spoke to us, wanted to know our name, and we just felt kind of at home there. And then my husband's like, yeah, I like, you know, I like it here. We need to go back. And he was starting to lead that process. And then a couple years or probably a year after going there, he he's wanted to talk to the pastor and he wanted to give his life to God. And he, he was baptized and saved after I'd been praying for him. I think it was about nine or 10 years and um, at that point. And so, you know, it was really a miracle. You know, he was in his 30s. Um, didn't grow up in church, um, you know, really just hadn't thought about the things of God and, and, the, and God started moving on him after all that. And it was a true blessing. He became a deacon at the church. He was, you know, grew closer to God and it was really, um, it was really a great thing. Um, um, after that though, um, I mean, I was growing closer to God too, but something happened um, again that made me realize the power of prayer. My old or my youngest daughter, when she was five years old and she was getting ready to start kindergarten, she, in the middle of the night, had a seizure. And um, she, she called out in the night. I went to her and she wouldn't wake up or, you know, she was unconscious. And she had thrown up in the bed, and she was shaking, and we couldn't get her to come to. I called 911. The ambulance came. Her vitals were good, but she wouldn't speak to you. She couldn't, you know, she would look at you but just close her eyes. And it was terrifying. Um, You know, I cried out to God. I prayed. We went to the hospital, and she was just would unresponsive i mean you know her vitals were fine but she wouldn't speak to you for it was like 4 hours before she came through and we had no idea what was going on um didn't know you know if she i mean we just thought she she could have had anything the doctor came in to the emergency room said oh you know it could be meningitis it could be a brain tumor i mean all of these really terrible things you know um epilepsy seizures was like the last thing on the list and so they you know waited for her to wake up 
And once she came through, they did a test, you know, to check her, her, um, you know, her responses and she was good. She, she passed the test. So they, you know, recommended we go do tests, follow-up tests to check and try to see what was happening. We did some follow-up tests and her blood work came back and showed that she had strep throat. And so the doctor kind of thought, well, maybe it was a fever induced seizure. We don't know. And, and we didn't end up doing anything about it. But it was probably a month later, she had another seizure and she did the same thing. And we thought, you know, we thought the other time that it was an answer prayer, but then she had this other seizure. We had to go to the hospital again. Same thing, unresponsive for several hours. And then it was, you know, then it was, everybody was worried, you know, something's really wrong. Um, it could be a, a, a tumor. It could be a lot of different things. That they did blood work, um, they did tests. Everybody started praying for her, though. I had people that would call me and pray for her. I know that she had a lot of prayer warriors out there, and um, and so we prayed and we, you know, gave it to God and really trusted Him. And I think for the first time, you know, I prayed a lot, but I, I mean, I was at, you know, my my five year old daughter not knowing what was wrong. I mean, I just really poured out my heart to him and prayed like I'd never prayed before. And even to the point, um, she had to go have an MRI and the doctor said, you know, she has to be put to sleep because she's only five. And he said, you know what? I think she can, I think she can be still. I don't think we have to put her to sleep. This was her general doctor. And I was like, thank you. You know, he said, I think she can do it. And we talked to her and told her what she needed to do. And we just prayed. I, I just prayed for, her, you know, let her, let her do this test. Let it come through. And so we went in there to do the MRI. And um, I, I've really never shared this, but I was just at, you know, I was just so worried about her and what was wrong with her. And she went in there and I prayed in my, you know, to myself and to God. You know, I just poured it out to him and... I prayed in the spirit. It was like almost as if I was praying in tongues for her. And I had never done anything like that. And I just, you know, I was just like really desperate, you know. And um, she she did the test. Everything went out. And, and usually, you know, for an MRI, they won't read it or anything. And the guy came out of the thing and he said, I just want to tell you we didn't see anything. I know it'll make you feel better. And I was like hallelujah, praise the Lord, you know, and so we ended up having more tests, she had to have, you know, test, EEG test, and she ended up having epilepsy, but at that point, I was thankful for that diagnosis, it could have been so much worse, and it was really, you know, an answered prayer for us at that point, and, and it just really started this, um, walk for me with God, where God's real, and God hears me, you know, I'd seen two miracles in my life. I, I just started to really, you know, I wanted a, a God and a, a relationship with God that was real, that it was alive, that, that he's, you know, he's close to me and he's a friend, you know, and it, it really started that closer walk for me. And at that point, um, and I won't say that, you know, I just always have grown closer to him every step of the way. Life interferes, you know, I'll take two steps forward, three steps back. 
but my relationship with him really started to be um, alive. You know, it wasn't any more of just uh, reading about him, you know, in the Bible. It was like I had seen God work and I had seen God move and I knew that this was, he was a God that I could share personal stories about and it, it really started me in my growth. Um, probably though, I wanted to share one last thing about my, uh, walk with God and, and what that next step with him was, and that was about worship. Um, I, you know, I'd grown in this area of prayer and, and grown in my, you know, love of his word, but there was still this kind of, uh, idea about worship that I wasn't um, all in with, you know, that I wasn't familiar with. It was kind of a new thing to me. And it was, um, something as I mentioned last week was opposed to with my dad. I was kind of like a Pharisee about, you know, tradition and you do this and, and you don't do that. And so that was an area that I kind of had a, a, a block up. And I think that it was pride, you know, it was a part of me that was prideful in that, um, you know, the, um, I just, you know, I don't want to do something that, you know, other people are going to look at me funny or think funny of me. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've, you have to tear down that wall to truly worship God. And I think part of worship is tearing down that barrier of pride and saying that, you know, it's the story of David when he's bringing the ark back to, Israel and he's dancing and he's just worshiping God un unfiltered, you know, like dancing like nobody's watching, kind of the saying goes. And he's unfiltered and his wife looks at him and despises him. And I think it's because she was embarrassed, you know, because he's a king. He's supposed to be respected and dignified. And I think that's kind of the way I was with worship, and when you're in worship, you raise, you know, you don't have to raise your hand, you don't have to do that stuff, but part of it is just freeing when you do it, and you're tearing down that barrier of pride and saying, I don't care what people think about me, I'm worshiping God, and I love God, and, and I want everybody to know it, and you experience Him at a whole nother level, and that was something that was really missing, you know, for me, and and that I hadn't experienced, and and uh, really what drove me to it, and um, was just this. I got this feeling of depression. I've always struggled a little bit with depression my whole life, um, but just I would go through this um, dark moments of the soul. I, I, that's a term that's used in the ragamuffin gospel, and I would just have these dark moments of not feeling like God's. Here, I don't, you know, just feel depressed. And I, I mean, I still go through those, but I've never really, you know, turned to take medicine or anything like that. I've just always struggled with them. And I've, you know, I've really relied on God to pray about it. And I was listening to a sermon once by a friend about worship and how worship um, can be used to fight against depression. And, um, you know, there's a, um, verse in, I think it's in Samuel where David plays the harp for Saul because he is fighting this, 
uh, um, evil spirit of depression. And he uses that worship to fight depression. And I heard this sermon on that and I thought, wow, okay. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to try. I mean, I get desperate. You get desperate sometimes. I'm just going to try this worship. And I started, you know, to just really worship on my own in my private place with God. And I started to do that. And, and God just started to change me again on a whole nother level about, you know, worship and experiencing him. And I think once you've tasted that worship and you've tasted that experience of God at that level, that there's no turning back. You just you just fall in love with it and it and it really is I think tearing down that pride to get to that point where you can really worship God and experience his Holy Spirit moving and and once you've tasted that it's really, you know, life-changing, life-altering, I would say. Um so, you know, um that that really, you know, my walk with God's still growing. Um, it's, it's every day. Like I said, you can take three steps forward, two steps back at any given moment. You really have to stay, you really have to work on that relationship with God. It's, it's like any relationship, any friendship, you know, you stay in the word, you, you stay in prayer, you can get idle and, and, and it feels like you're going backwards, but it's just really, um, an intentional walk with God. And so, um, I just pray that, um, that you got something for my testimony. Um, Proverbs three, five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Um, I wouldn't have chosen the paths I've gone. Like I said last week, I, you know, I rebelled against God. I lived in sin for a while, you know, I tried to turn my back on him, but he kept fighting for me. Um, and so what I hope that you've gotten from this is that, um, God will pursue you and that, you know, it's never too late to give your life back to him. Uh, I wrote this down. Christians are not perfect. We mess up, but God forgives. Uh, the devil tells the world we are hypocrites the devil reminds us of our mistakes, but God stands with open arms. We have a choice. Um, we can either justify our mistakes, make excuses for our errors, or blame others. A lot of times we blame the church. We can even try to change the rules to match our life. But um, this does not bring healing. God is king of kings. He is holy, and he is love, and God forgives and redeems. Um, and so I hope that's that's what you gotten from this he turns he makes he takes beauty for ashes and i just pray that if you're struggling with um sin and you feel shame that god god's willing to take you back but it, he wants you to go all in and to really experience the the fullness of that walk with god you have to lay it all down for him it's not a one foot in and one foot out to truly experience freedom to truly experience the overwhelming joy of God and that walk, you have to lay it all down. You can't hold things back. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I still have moments where, you know, now it's probably, you know, materialism or, you know, trying to keep up and be per perfect. I struggle still, but it's constantly, every day, choosing 
to lay down your life for God and saying, God, I lay it down for you again today. How do you lead me? Where can I go? And how can I, how can I serve you? And, and when you do that, when you stay in his word, stay in prayer, worship him, you will experience the goodness of God. You will experience um, joy, peace, um, beyond measure. And I just pray that for all of you. And I pray for you that if you're struggling with that, you will seek God and, and turn your life to him. Jason, that, that's all I've got today. God has been so good to us, and he does everything well. And she was telling you about how good the Lord's been to her and her life and how God brought her down some roads in her life. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And she tasted one time in her life the Lord, and she seen that he was good. And she talked to you about prayer. You know, she prayed for her dad. We all prayed for him. He got healed in heaven. God's ways is higher than our ways. God's thoughts is higher than our thoughts. Heaven is higher than the earth. And, you know, we wanted her dad to get healed here, but he got healed in heaven. She told you how she had to pray for her husband, Jason, for years that he would get saved. And he finally got saved. It wasn't when she wanted him to get saved. It was when God wanted him saved. God wanted him saved, so he got saved, praise God. And it took years of praying for him to get saved. But she never did quit him, though she got tired. She never did give up. And you know what? We're getting ready. We're in a new year now when this being aired. And, and don't give up. Pray on. Pray on for Jesus this year. Pray on with Jesus. And she talked to you about trusting God with her kids and her, especially her one daughter that had death everlasting. And you know what? She told you the Bible verse, trust in the Lord and lean not to your understanding. I don't know what's going to happen to you in this year, but I know this will have trust God this year that he'll take care of us. You know, me and my mom and other people prayed for something yesterday. And the day it didn't turn out the way we prayed for it yesterday. But you know what? We're still trusting God that everything will be all right with that situation. And that God's taking care of that person. And God's going to take care of that person. And I talked to that person earlier. She got saved this year. And I said, how are you? She said, I'm okay. You know what? She was still all right. You know, even though things don't go away sometimes... When we got Jesus, we can make it through them rough times. You know, you're going to have some rough times this year. And you're really going to have to trust in the Lord and lean on, lean on the Lord. You know, my understanding ain't always the right understanding. Daniel prayed the first time. He didn't get the answer till the 21st day. You know what? Sometimes it ain't the first time we pray. Sometimes it's 21 days later. Sometimes we have to pray and pray and pray. But God answers our prayers. He said to pray without season is what the Bible says. You know what? We need to pray without season. When things don't go away, we need to pray harder. Pray on. You know what? We're going to have to pray on this year. And I pray this is a better year than it was the last year. And I pray that you will take steps forward for the Lord. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by God. And you know what? You can put woman in the same verse there. 
You know what? You're uh, a good man or a good woman stamps are ordered by God. Let God order your stamps in this new year. We pray that God orders your stamps in this year. We pray that you have a testimony of Jesus Christ this year living your life. We pray for you that you will pray out to God like never before and that you will pray on and find you a good Bible-believing church this year to go to and worship God. And when you get down, listen to some good music. She was talking to you about worship music. And worship God in spirit and truth, what the Bible says. And you know what? Worship God the way God would have you to. You know what? She told you how she was opposed to worship at first in her life. But you know what? She got sold out to the Lord. And we all need a closer walk with God. But she got closer to God. And she said that she needed to worship the true living God. And you know what? We all need to worship Him this year. And there's going to be times you're going to have to worship Him in spirit and truth. There's going to be times you're going to have to listen to some good gospel music and praise the Lord with all your heart. You know what? She said, David, uh, he played on the heart. You know what? We're going to have to worship God whatever way God has us worship Him this year. You know what? We're going to have to follow the Lord and never step the we take this year. You know what? Last year was tough. This year might be tougher. I don't know. I pray it ain't, but I don't know what God has. But I know that he holds everything in his hand. I know we serve a wonderful God today. What a wonderful God we serve today. You know what? I'm so thankful today that we serve a great God. Last year, God sent Sister Kay back into my life. We went to school together, and we was friends. And you know what? She told you when she was going to school that nobody would know she was Christian. Now people know that she's a Christian. You know why? Because she got so out back to God, she rededicated or whatever you want to call it. You know, this past Sunday, I went and prayed with this man, and he rededicated his life to the Lord. It might be good for you today to rededicate your life to God or your ministry and call him back to God this year and try to do more for God than you ever have in your life. Serve him in spirit and truth. Serve him with everything you got this year. Praise him. Praise the Lord in everything you do this year. Let God get you praise this year. You know, she told you how now the only thing that she sort of deals with is material things. You know what? A lot of us deal with material things in our lives and so on. We want good things and so on. But you know what? If we got Jesus, we got all that matters today. You know what? Her kids is good Christian kids. Praise God for them. It was such a blessing meeting them on Thanksgiving. And you know what? Such a good meeting, meeting her husband on Thanksgiving too. Wonderful man of God. And you know, it's good to meet wonderful God to people. But you know what? We don't just always meet wonderful God to people. You know what? We meet some people that ain't sold out to God sometimes. And you know what? They're trying to push us and so on. This year, people's going to try to push you. They're going to try to get to you. Don't let the devil get to you this year. Put the whole armor of God on that you may stay in this year. And pray for God to put a hedge of protection over you until next week. May God bless you. Amen.